Hey, great thinkers. Welcome back to the Think Great Experience. I am always excited about our guests and their ability to share insights of greatness. And today's guest is going to blow your mind. Uh, we have Terry Matson. Terry Matson is a longtime friend and colleague and fellow coach that I'm very excited because when I first announced the podcast, she says, I would love to be on there and share some insights on greatness. Uh, Terry is a coach and she's also the founder of Beginning Today, which is a lifestyle wellness organization. Terry, thanks so much for being on the show today. Eric, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and share. I respect you. I've been following you. As you know, we've, we've had several meetings. Yeah. Um, always great to talk to another coach and just get share perspectives and, and what each other is doing, working together. And what a time period to be sharing some perspectives right now, right? As we're coming out of the pandemic and going into the transition phase, we were talking a little bit about that earlier. I think transitions are always tough on people and I know hearing from you today is going to be very impactful for them. Could you tell us a little bit about your company and, and your role as a coach? What do you do there? Beginning Today Lifestyle Wellness is a holistic coaching um, platform. And so I do a variety of things. I started out um, as a corporate coach going in and doing series and uh, just bringing wellness programs, building those teams inside the corporations, helping them bond and become a work family and inspiring them and, and sharing um, just things they could put actionable right away. Then it turned into, um, I took, you know, went on and got my certificate to be a holistic um, life coach. And so that has been just fantastic helping you know, it just lights me up to see people um, find that key, find that door to be one step better than they thought they could be and um, just helping them move forward. So I do that. And as you know, Eric, and I know you've seen a couple of different um, opportunities and perhaps even watch, I do a power hour. So I go in and I talk on an hour of a specific subject and it's everything from um, understanding nutrition labels to um, getting back into the office to um, self-care and time management. So a lot of lot of fun things for a lot of people. So that's what I, I enjoy doing. Well, and yeah, and I can tell every time I've ever spoke to you, <laughs> when you speak about coaching others, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a team setting in a business, you know, you always light up, which is great because if you're a coach, that's what people would want, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And there's a, there's a lot of coaches out there. I think you'll probably like me, you find when you start coaching, you realize there's a lot of coaches out there, but you have your own unique vision, your own unique strategies. What made you decide, because your business is, is it five years now? Right, right. Yeah, going on that fifth year of yeah. having my own business. So I believe bringing a sense of humor in into the setting is utmost and important, making it personal. Um, you can't just well, as you know, you know, you can't just talk to one person in a room. You need to talk to everybody that's there, but that's right. they need to feel like they're the only person in the room. So you find those relatable subjects and just and bring a sense of humor and open it up and, and move the conversation the way the audience wants it. And then all of a sudden you're giving them wellness tips, short stories, easy things to do and change. And they don't even know it because they're so into the conversation that yeah. you're having, that they walk away with the tools that they actually, they actually um, believe that they came up with on the spot. So <laughs> I guess that's the brilliance that when you're, when you're doing the coaching side, if they, if they feel like they actually generated the idea too, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause then you can increase their buy-in. Absolutely. Absolutely. When they, when they take ownership of it, then they believe it. 
and they're likely to do it. But if you, if, if I, I have this thing about just um, reading off a piece of paper or just standing there and spouting stats or running through my program, you'll never see me do that. That's not how people don't interact. They don't learn that way. They right. learn by doing, they learn by participating. Um, I like to think I'm a connector in the room, helping each other find the other experts in the room. Because once I leave, I'm gone and they're still there. So. Well, you know, it's interesting too, as a coach, here we are talking about our moments of greatness and we're going to dive more into your personal moments of greatness or professional moments. But as a coach, when you peel all the layers back, the reason that people hire us is to become better at something, mm -hmm. to become greater at something. Nobody, nobody hires me and says, I want to stay the same. You yeah, know? Right, right. <laughs> I want to be average. Um, yeah, this is working for me so well. Yeah. Yeah. Or I want to go back. I want to be worse. I don't want to accomplish as much. So so it's, it's, there's kind of a pressure when you're a coach yeah, and, it, and it can be a good pressure. But I remember when I first started, which was, you know, over 10 years ago, I started coaching. Somebody reaches out and say, Hey, can you, can you coach me? Can you help me? And I said, yes, I can. Then you go, Oh, wow. You know, I really, I have to make sure I know what I'm doing because somebody else's results are largely in my hands right now. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the coaching experience, every time I coach somebody, I feel like I get better. That oh. is, it's not just for the, the person being coached, but I don't know if you, have you experienced that too, where every time you have a new client, you become greater? Oh, absolutely, Eric. And I think for coaches, that's part of why we do it because we're constantly learning from everybody else and yeah. what they're doing. And because we want to help them get greater, um, we have to invest in ourselves to take them to that next level. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't consider myself a particular expert in every area. Right. So I might be better over here or over there, but I want you to be better in the area that you want to be better in. So yeah. I have to fine tune some of the, some of the things I present or get you going down the right road in, I need to know what that is and be present and be, sure. um, open to, to learning something new. And you know, what's interesting too, from a coaching perspective, the more that I coach, the better I become at explaining what I tried to explain yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it was interesting when I wrote my first book, I found it challenging to tell my own story. And mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty telling, you know, it was all up here in my head. Right. And then trying to get it out in a way where somebody else could read it and understand it was difficult. And so, you know, my first proofreader was my wife. She would read it and say, I have no clue what you're talking about right here. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you were there. So uh -huh. I feel that the coaching side is, is very similar. You know, here we are coming up with ways to present strategies to somebody. You know, we can't necessarily take the shot for the person, but we can help them while they're on the court, take a better shot. Now, for me, I've been a leadership coach, a strategic planning coach. I've been a sales coach. I've coached people on their personal goals. And sometimes that crosses over into the, the fitness side. I wrote a, a weight loss book. And um, while I don't do that all the time, you have a very unique niche that you coach people on the health and wellness side. Can you tell us how you help people achieve greatness in that area? If I were to get coaching from you one-on-one, -on -one, what, what could somebody expect that hires you as a coach? Well, like most coaches, we start out with an intake form to, to discover and find out what it is that you want coaching on. What um, We might have a conversation and I might be thinking, oh, this is probably where they're going. And it turns out that 
maybe, but that's not what there, there is right now. So we find out what it is um, that is interesting or concerning to the client. And then we, as we talk and we break it down and we peel back the layers, we find out there's almost always, you know, so uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, there's all these um, other pieces of what's going on and everything has to be in balance and in unity. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're talking about the physical piece of the book that you wrote, which I bought, by the way, very good. Thank you. Um, yeah. And so we might look at that and we find out, you know, that's where you're struggling because you're not getting to the gym. You're not working out. You're not, you know, being flexible. You're, you know, all those things that you want. So we start working on that and, and seeing how we can lift you up in there. And after a few sessions, we realize that, you know, also we need to work on the food yeah. or also we need to work on the way you think about your world and your day. So it always starts with whatever is most um, concerning to the client. Sure. But because we start peeling back the layers, it becomes so much more enriched by the time we get several weeks in. I like to do it, I like to do it in 12 week chunks. Yeah. So by the time we get to that eighth, eighth week, we've really seen some different things opening. So yeah. by the time we get to the 12th week, then we know how to better refocus, focus and refocus where yeah. we're what we're doing. It's never really just one thing, right? Whether it's whether we're coaching on leadership or or fitness, there's so many elements that intertwine that well, that so many that, people don't realize that until you correct. start talking to them. They only think it's this one area. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you know the it's interesting when I when I lost a lot of weight, that's why I wrote the book. You know, I lost 42 pounds in about 88 days. Oh. And I, and I had tried different things. And then finally I got my, you know, what I call my, my, my power statement in place. And I started to identify who I was really doing this for, um, not just why I was doing it, but who, for me, my who is so powerful. My wife or my daughter, or my kids or, or our clients, when I attach people to my goals, I feel unstoppable. Um, you know, maybe there's some things that could stop me out there, but at least I feel unstoppable. Right. <laughs> Um, so the power of who for me is incredibly huge. How do you get people to stay focused on these goals? Because most people will, will quit on themselves, right? So when, when they have a, when they have a fitness goal or a health and wellness goal, what are some techniques that you use to help make sure they stay on target? Well, we always talk about what, what can you do? What are you doing? What can you do? What will you do? And continue to edge up on that. And then it's the check-ins. Yeah. So we decided you're going to do this. Did you do that? Why or why not? And then we rediscover the why not. And we work through that to help them. Yep. And I remind people that when you have um, when you have that win, no matter how small that win is, stop and absorb it for a while. Because we want to be able to call on that feeling and on that emotion. So... Um, We'll just say, because it's easy to say, um, I, I, wanted, I want to get uh, stronger. So I want to start sure. doing um, push-ups. How many push-ups do you do now? Well, none, because I can't. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. So let's set a goal. What are we going to do? That's right. You know, we start with the stretches and then we start with getting in position. And then we start with the one push-up. And then when we get that far, you know, first it's like, yes, I remember to stretch. Yes, I remember to get it, you know, yes, I got it. And we think about that. It's like all of a sudden you get that one push up or, you know, 
walk drive by McDonald's because you used to stop there every night the one time how does that feel and take that apart in your mind and appreciate how that feels so that later when I'm thinking about stopping by McDonald's or I'm thinking about not bothering with my new morning workout routine I can go into how good that feels and that sure. will push you to go and do what you're committed to doing so I'm I I've known you for a, a number of years Health and wellness has always been important for you. Right. But was there a moment where you said, this is what I need to do as a career? Like what, what formed that moment? You know, banking, launching your own business, especially a coaching business, that's a big decision. It, it could be tough. Sometimes it's hard to know where to start. So, you know, there's a lot of thoughts we have running through our heads when we decide to launch a business. And then on the coaching right. side, you know, you're, you're offering very service-oriented offering. Um, what what moved health and wellness to such a paramount status for you that you launched a business? Or is there a combination of incidents? That happened? <laughs> That's a really good question. And I would have to say there's a combination of those things. Yeah. Um, and we can go way back to when I was a kid and we can talk about that. And um, uh, we didn't we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have, um, you know, that good routine. We weren't that family. We right pasta with every kind of sauce and meat available. I mean, I know some people really like hot dogs in their pasta sauce, not my thing, but I mean, that was just part of what, what we did, how we got through. And, yeah. you know, um, and so I didn't grow up eating and living healthy. And so right. I had the same pitfalls as everybody else, you know, eating the junk and putting on the weight and then getting to be a, a young adult and deciding I don't like the way this feels. Sure. And then struggling on my own and figuring it out. And then, you know, you get married and you have kids and things happen there. Um, and then I started, I played tennis as an, I learned to play tennis as an adult. I learned to run as a, you know, as an, I always say as a grown up, as an adult, I'll yeah. be, I didn't do, um, you know, when I was a young kid, I played softball and, and different things, but as a, um, a, you know, 16 to, I don't know, 30 year old, I really didn't do a whole lot of that. Till yeah. I started getting into it and then living that lifestyle and having something new to talk about. But probably the biggest, the biggest change was I, um, a friend of mine joined one of, um, one of the weight loss groups and I just needed to lose 10, 15 pounds. Just, I thought would look good. And, yeah. um, I was, I was a runner then anyway. And I thought, well, that sounds great. So I did that and I became, you know, one of the coaches for the company talking to other people. And it just, it helped solidify the fact mm -hmm. that people really want to be a little bit better. They really do. And they I don't agree. know how to get there. And so just watching the eyes light up, watching the ahas come and having people, you know, you've got to remember, Eric, the, in the beginning, having people corner you to pick your brain about how do you do this or how can I do this or what would make a difference or what small change can I make? Yeah. And spending time with people and realizing, you know what, there is, there's such a need for this and I have such a passion for this. And people are looking to me for those answers. So that, yeah, that was. You got bit by the bug. Yeah, you know, they you, propelled me forward. That's for sure. And I thought, you know what? There's, I think I can do some, some good things. I mean, I know for me, when I started my coaching program, it was very much, all right, I'll, let me give you a call because somebody had reached out to me that heard me speak. And then you start building up the program around it. Cause again, it's like writing a book, it's all in your head. And you're like, all right, I know what to do, but you got to really flush this out. I, I think, you know, for me, 
I kind of knew I was there as a coach, I, that I had something to offer when it wasn't just people in my personal network reaching mm -hmm. out, but somebody was referred to me, somebody that I'd never heard of before. It says, you know, could you, could you tell me what it would be like if I, if I hired you as a coach? And I thought, wow, I, I'm actually an official coach right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting title, you know, you're a coach. So let me ask you this. And I love the, I love the name of your organization, right? Beginning today. It's just, there's a lot of power in that. Um, for me, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about Think Great, what that company would be called. And, and I wanted it to really mean something. And I remember I was at a Starbucks in uh, Agora Hills, California. And I kept trying to think, you know, what is it that I want to do? How do I sum it up? And it was really help people think differently during tough times. And I remember sitting there going, well, I don't, I don't want to just teach people to think good. I want to yeah. teach them to think great. And I remember saying to myself, I want to teach them to think great. I wonder, I wonder what I should call my company. If I want to teach them to think great, what, what is this name? And then I'm like, wait a minute, think great. Holy smokes. And I remember going home and telling Gina, I got the name. And then she goes, all right, well, how are you going to do it? And I said, well, I don't know. I just have the name. I don't know yet, but I was excited. But when you came up with beginning today, that's, that's a very powerful mindset. Mm -hmm. How, how has that name helped you as a coach? Because that says a lot about your business, I believe. And to, can you tell us a little bit about your decision to choose that as your company name? Well, it's interesting because it did start out as just beginning today. And then I saw it as a listing somewhere and I thought, Beginning today, what? Just what does that mean? So I added um, beginning today lifestyle wellness to give sure. people an idea that I'm talking about wellness in general. That is my niche. That's my pocket. Yeah. But beginning today, it all started because today is the, and I, you've heard me say this, Eric, I yeah. probably more than you care to remember, but today is the first day of the rest of your life. So whatever has happened in the past is in the past. Let's move forward. So for people that I'm working with, they've got all, they've got baggage, they've got, they don't feel healthy or well or emotionally yeah. there because of things that have happened in their past. Well, we got to get through that and move forward from that. And so as far as, you know, I just want to remind people, beginning today is the first day of the rest of your life. What's happened in your past does not define you. That's it correct. Does, it does not mean that this is, this is all there ever is and all there ever will be you have the power you every day you get to choose and if you had a bad day today it doesn't matter you get to choose to change that you get to think differently you get to think great about it and move it into a new beginning for yourself so you just figured out how to combine these two companies right beginning today yeah. you need to think great <laughs> yes i did well you know eric we've been talking for a while and i've just been so excited for the opportunity for us to do something together so this is um this could be the time frame i i like it because i i for me, I love that cliche that today is the first day of the rest of your life. I, I love that. And, and I've often said, you know, you can't, you can't recapture yesterday. It's already gone. Mm -hmm. and, and tomorrow never comes. We live in today all the time. Right. So even tomorrow, once we get there, it'll be today. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I'm not trying to have people um, go down this uh, uh, time travel thought process, right? We're like, wait a minute, let me think about this. But all we have is today. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. And if anything, the pandemic has shown us that all you have is today. You better, you better, and I, and I hate the phrase max it out. I can't stand that phrase because I think <laughs> max out leads to burnout. 
you know, as I coach people, um, there may be some times we sprint a little bit, but life is that marathon where you're trying to just keep mm -hmm. them going each day. And there's, there's so many bad cliches out there. And, and I've said it before, but as a, as a health and wellness coach or someone who's been in the fitness realm, you know, when, when, when mediocre coaches tell people to max it out, they really do them a disservice. When they tell them no pain, no gain, they just do them a disservice. Um, these are just antiquated, really barbaric cliches that, that do not work. Even Olympic athletes, you, you're, you've got four years, four years of, of training and development to become the best. It's not an all day max out. I, I think that they would, I think they would lose out if they maxed out. So, you know, that's why I ask, I ask all of our guests, you know, what cliche means the most to you? And I love that because yours today is the first day of the rest of your life allows people, everybody listening right now can really begin again today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's no matter what, what they faced. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And there's, there's always the opportunity to, and uh, you know, my other great thing is um, one small step at a time for maximum results. That's and that nods right at your, you know, go to the, you know, go to the max today, right now. No, it's one small step at a time. That's correct. And it's celebrating those small steps and realizing, and even though it seems like a small step today, a year from now, you're going to realize that that was the beginning of who you are today. And that's correct. Yeah. Moving. You know, you talk about a book, let's see, oh, become the change, you know, because back in the day, we did all those in-person speaking. Yes. And so I would leave the room and people are like, well, how can we follow you? You know, this, and this is actually a planner um, where you can put your notes and write yeah. down what you're doing and how well you're doing so that you can review it. So if you had a really great week and you're feeling really great, you can look back and go, oh, how, what did I do? Um, and then if it didn't go well, you can look back and go, oh, what happened? And it's right, right there and there's inspirational messages. But what was fun when you talk about, you know, you're writing your book. So this came about because people were asking me after the presentations and after the um, series, how do we keep going on our own? You need to write something. So that's what I wrote. And now that's we've right. got, now, <laughs> now we, we've just had a year in the pandemic and it's like, oh, cart and horse. So the horse is the book about the stuff I talk about, which never got written. I just have the cart. So it's. There you go. <laughs> but hey, it's a beginning. It is. That's right. That's well, right. Let me let me ask you this: the the pandemic and health and wellness. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I I have seen so many people talk about the fact that even though they've been staying home, um, their health and wellness has completely slipped. I mean, we're going into a transition phase, but what I'm experiencing with people is so many people have gained weight. Yes. Um, they have not necessarily. Not, not everybody has used the pandemic to get in their their best physical shape or best mental mind state right that that part of the side effects of social distancing or remote working or working from home however you want to look at it one of the side effects has been extremely poor health have you experienced that too when talking to people oh absolutely absolutely so let's just break this down a little bit let's talk about leadership for a moment First, we'll go with that sure. because the strong and the good leaders, when the pandemic hit, what they did was they stopped, they looked at it, they thought about it, and they rewrote the narrative. 
they rewrote how they wanted their employees and the people around them to think. Good leaders do that. They, they look at it and they think, okay, it's not about what can I do and what's not working. It's about what can I do and what direction should we take and how are we going to get there? And that separates your, right. your strong, good leaders from people that just wallow, which I don't suffer well. You know, and spend a whole lot of time down in the hole. Sure. So, but as an individual, when you're going through those things, um, and I have a, I have a funny story because I am the health and wellness coach. So it's all about making smart choices. 80, I'm the 80, 20 queen as well, though. If you take good care 80% of the time, 20%, please don't worry about it. Let it go. Just, yeah. you know, forget it. So one day, um, you know, we're sitting here and we work at, at our, our computers like we do. We're researching or we're preparing for a presentation or whatever we're doing. And then it was time to take the trash out. So I went to take my little, little trash can out. <laughs> yes, Terry, the health and wellness coach, had quite the collection of wrappers in her. Some good, some not so good, some chip bags, some... And it's like, aha we all need our aha moments and that was like oh you're starting to walk down a very dangerous path that's right so for people who ask me you know what am i going to do i put on 10 pounds i get or I, I used to joke the covid 19 used to be the freshman 19 now sure covid 19 yep again it's it's an awareness if you can set up your office which is not in the kitchen and i know some people's are at the table that's the space they have sure you're better if you set a timer to get up and move you're better because it says, oh, you've been sitting here for an hour, you know, go 10 minutes. I love to remind people, get their shoes and sneakers by the front door. So now when it's lunchtime, leave your office and go for a walk. Go, go get out. Um, good one is you can't eat it if you don't have it. So when you're at the grocery store and you're shopping or you're ordering your delivery or whatever, resist the temptation to put, um, you know, all the snacky foods and the candies yeah. and the high sugars and you know, all that stuff. Resist the temptation to put that in your cart. You can't eat it if you don't have it. So if you don't put the fruit and the vegetables and the lean meats in there, you can't eat those either. So I love the idea of just, you know, those little steps towards greatness, right? You can, right? And metaf metaphorically and physically, you can actually set your walking shoes by the door and remind yourself just that you've got to get out of the house. I think the remote working side, you know, according to Gallup, there was 62% of the workforce was remote by April of last year. Yeah. Um, and so you're talking about patterns and habits that were disrupted immediately. And that had to affect people, oh. not only just emotionally, but it affected their day-to-day -day as far as how they ate. I would say that Many people like you were suggesting, you know, you've got the wrappers that maybe you weren't so proud of, but we've even done a horrible job of calling foods like that comfort foods when we're stressed oh. out. We call them comfort <laughs> foods. But when I was Gina's caregiver and I ate poor, to, poor choices, right? I hostess ding-dongs were my go-to and they were just horrible. Yeah. And if you're listening to this right now, just tune that out. Don't, don't go buy hostess ding-dongs and certainly don't put them in the freezer and turn them into epicness. I'm just going to shut that down right now. No, they're right. horrible. I don't even know who did that. That was who did that. Wrong. Yeah, I know that person should be arrested. <laughs> um, but it was interesting because people would almost validate it for me and say, well, because of all the stress you have, that's, yeah. that's a comfort food. So they were actually justifying my poor decisions, which allowed me to do more of them. 
And what I realized, the more comfort foods I ate, the less comfortable I felt in my own jeans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I wasn't comfortable standing on a scale. I wasn't comfortable looking at myself in a mirror. So, mm -hmm. you know, we need to rethink some things. How, how important is mindset for people to get on board with what you're coaching them on, right? Because you're going to coach them on, you're going to coach them on some fitness techniques. You're going to coach them on some 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 dietary or or better eating habits mm -hmm. how important is that mindset especially right now mindset is everything because what it, what you what you believe is what you become mm, that's so powerful you believe those hostess ding dongs are your comfort food you become a little i did become a yes hostess. i i did yeah. terry become a hostess ding dong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you know it what's <laughs> Well, you know, and I've, I've got, you know, I've already outed myself on a couple of things. I don't know if I want to share my comfort, my driving food, if you will, things like that. But, um, you know, it, but mindset is everything. What you think is what you become. And if you're in the mindset to live healthy and eat healthy, you, you become that. If you're in the mindset, well, I only go to McDonald's three times a week. Well, then you're in the mindset to tell yourself that that's okay. And when you start- That's right. It, it, and it adds up. Those little decisions add up. So, well, you know what I what I love too is I'm I'm a big fan of the right cliches or the right sayings. And one of the things that I put in my book, one of the the my personal affirmations is I strive for progress, not perfection. And I like that you have the eighty twenty rule as it applies to health and wellness as well, because the the Pareto principle, as it's known, says that you know, 80% of our, our results can come from 20% of our actions, but also the fact that mm -hmm. if you're, if you're looking at it, like, and I love this, this kind of this twist on this is that do great 80% of the time you're giving yourself this 20% to, to not have to be perfect. I think we can stay the course longer. Oh, it takes a lot of pressure off. Uh, and, and uh, you know, boundaries. I um, Somebody posted something the other day I was reading and it was talking about boundaries. I'm big on boundaries. Yeah. If you have boundaries, you can sustain a lot of stuff. That's and right. That, that's not only with your food choices, but emotionally, um, mentally, you know, with your friends sure. and your family, you have to have boundaries of your coworkers, of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Yeah. As long as you have boundaries and you know where they are, you can't always say them out loud because sometimes it's not the right time for that, even though yeah. I do that. Um, but you've got to have boundaries so that you know when you're getting close or when you're crossing, because that will eat you up. When when That's you right. you know, when you let go of some of that stuff, once in a while it happens and you let someone in or you or you um, eat that ding dong. Um, you know, <laughs> we're going to leave those alone. So sorry, yeah. Eric. Uh, but anyway, you know, when you do something and you do it once in a while, it's kind of like, okay, but you got to continue to remember those boundaries are so that you can sustain. Because if you let those boundaries drop yeah. and you're constantly um, doing the wrong thing, then your mindset gets wonky and your health declines because it's one, it's just one small breakout into what becomes a rolling ball. So accountability, accountability, accountability. And I'm that accountability partner until you become your own champion. Yeah. I, I think that that accountability side, if I, if I were to sum up coaching in one word, there's a lot of words that can sum it up, but I would say one of the main ones is hire a coach. People mm -hmm. hire you for that level of accountability. 
Right, right. And to help them stay accountable because you, they've got someone to talk to. And then you help them understand why, why they stepped outside of that or why right. they did that. So we can get our arms around, was it an emotional state that, that you did that? Was it, um, was it just a one-time thing, you know, just following yep. forward with? I think the personal accountability side is what really separates somebody who's ready for coaching and somebody who's not. Um, you know, for me, I have my background in the Marine Corps. So I always joke with potential clients that when we're getting close to them making a decision of hiring me as their coach, I say, well, are you sure? I want you to be 100% sure you want to bring a Marine in as your coach because <laughs> your goals are going to become mine. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Yeah. Now, I don't bark orders or yell or scream, but I just want them to know that that accountability will be there. I'm assuming that that is probably a big factor for people. They have to be able to believe in you and also allow you to hold them accountable. As a coach, we have to push them a little bit. Absolutely. You, you have to be strong. You have to have that bold, strong personality, I believe. I'm not an ex-Marine, but I love, I, I, I follow along that, that suit that you said. When I first talked to people about coaching, um, I let them know that, when I'm coaching, I'm 100% in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm going to do everything I can to help you get to that next level. I need you to be 100% in too, because I don't want to work harder than you want to work. That's right. You're not going to grow that way. So, so, so let me ask you this. how yeah. The pandemic's been hard on everybody. Right. But every business has been impacted differently. How have you adapted, maybe improvised, adapted, overcome? So we'll use some marine terms there, right? Okay. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. But how have you had to do that through the pandemic? Because I would assume that, you know, when you're coaching somebody, that that face-to-face -face side of things can be very important in the health and wellness side. I've been very fortunate. As a coach, I've always done it over the phone, or now I do it virtual. So it didn't, it never impacted my ability to coach, but I would assume that 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 face to face or that one on one time is probably very important as a health and wellness coach. So how have you improvised, adapted or overcome during the, the pandemic when it comes to coaching somebody on health and wellness? That's a great question, because that was a big part. I came out being an in-person coach, um, yep. meeting one on one. Um, coming into the companies and presenting. And the reason is, is because I'm a very active coach. So I walk the room. I talk to everybody there. I make it very personable for everybody. Yeah. All these different things. Well, when you're on a screen, and of course, the bigger the room is, the more little squares you have. That's right. Different. So it, it, I'll have to say it was a little bit of a growing thing for me. Yeah. But I did finally figure out how you can keep people active, how you can make changes in the presentation. I got good at using polls and breakouts. Yes. It's part of the coaching thing when you're doing group coaching to, you know, companies, they still want to have that time to connect with each other, which is when right. you're doing the in-person. That's a big piece of it. You're connecting them and building relationships. So now we go into breakout rooms to continue to build those relationships so, so let me ask you this then, it, you've done one-on-one -on -one coaching, but you also take your programs into businesses. Mm -hmm. So what is the benefit for a business to bring in a health and wellness coach like you? Oh gosh, that's, that's great. I love that question because every, 
So let's go to what is the hardest part of that? And sometimes the hardest part is getting the people of, uh, of, of power, the people with the keys to say, yes, we could use a health and wellness coach here. Once they get their arms around the fact that how beneficial it is, it inspires, yeah. it engages their employees, it makes their employees feel like a family, like the business actually cares about them. They're not a number, they're a person and everybody wants to see them get better and have some tools and a reason to be there. And it just opens them up to feeling like they are more a part of the company than just a number to the company. And when you can get those employees to get their mind around feeling like they own this, because they're your walking billboard. That's right. When they go outside of their office day, they, you know, what, hey, what are some of the things you like about working for XYZ? You know what, they have a, they have a wellness program. We actually get to participate in, we get to talk about it. We get to share our issues. We get tools to improve. It's going to help with your retention. Hopefully they'll learn enough things that it'll affect your insurance because we're going to get some of those, hopefully those blood pressures down and those help with the men, um, mental aspect. I've worked with a law firm in the past and um, there was a whole, because of the, the type of law that they practiced, there was a whole lot of depression in there. Sure. And so it was getting them to open up and talk about it and helping them see the signs where they needed to reach out and ask for help. Wow. Because you have an employer, an employee, or one of the supervisors, one of the bosses, one of the VPs in the yeah. room. I, I always need to have somebody like that in the room. Then we can address those things right away about what program do you offer for that? Who do they talk to to get the help for? What What is the name of that paper they need to fill out? So it, just when you have that wellness program in office, they're able to talk to me and in this family we've created in this group more openly than, than running down to HR to say, Hey, right. things aren't going well for me. And they mean, and I also in, um, help them see it in each other so that they feel more comfortable to say, you know what, you look, you look a little down. I think we need to be able to recognize that in our, in our coworkers. Right. Exactly. I, I mean, here's what I love that you said. When, when I coach businesses, I always ask a very simple question. It's, it's the first question. What's your greatest asset? And before I can finish the question, everybody says people. Mm -hmm. And then I like to challenge them to say, well, prove it to me. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to not have it as lip service? And it, it, it exists in lip service in so many organizations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. They'll say people are our greatest asset. And I'm like, all right, great. Prove it to me. Give me some evidence. Um, well... Um, okay, that, that doesn't mean it's the people <laughs> business, right? We say a lot of things in business because it's the cliched thing to say. Right, but right. But we have to start proving it. I, I mean, I, I would challenge anyone listening to this right now to consider having a health and wellness program for your people if your people are your greatest asset. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And, you know, and the I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm way off target here. <laughs> maybe I'm just so revolutionary, but I'm just saying if people are our greatest asset, maybe we should look after them. Right, right. No, I don't think, I don't think that's a brand new thought. Here. Okay. All right. <laughs> I hope not. But again, kind of one of the other struggles of that is everybody, a lot of times they think they can't afford a wellness, sure. a, a corporate wellness coach. You can, you can. And when you think about what it wow. costs you in, in, like you say, your employees, your greatest asset, it pays for itself. 
you know, there's no line item that, that allows us to show how productive people are and what the return is on that. I'm going to guess that if you have people who are healthier mentally and physically, mm-hmm. your, your production is going to go up. Your oh, yeah. performance will go up. Your yeah. results will go up. Profitability will go up. Everything that you want to go up will go up if you can put the people as a priority. Here's, here's another little secret, Eric. Happiness goes up. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been told um, if I'm there, if I'm doing the um, office coaching, you know, the corporate coaching on a Tuesday, sure. how many times people will say Tuesday's my favorite day of the week? Or after the end of a series, some people bring me back for more and more series. But when eventually they all, they all end, I get so many people sending me emails or stopping me on the way out. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. I'm so sad. I looked forward to this throughout every week. This was what held me together. And, and those may have been people that starting out didn't think they would even like that type of program. Right. And those are the people, when you first hear about a health and wellness program, I still get that where it's like, oh my gosh, she's going to stand up there and tell me I got to quit eating. I, there's no more cake. I have to go Put to the that ding dong down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was working hard to leave that, that yeah. DD word out of there. That's all right. <laughs> but, you know, then as, as they realize, and they've come a few weeks in a row, they're recruiting other employees yeah. to come in because it's not what you think it is. This is not somebody banging your head against the wall saying, this is how you will behave. This is what you have to do. It's helping them see how they can make some small sure. changes. And, oh, the smiles and the laughter. It's, it's just so valuable. And Companies need that. Their employees need that. You know, you had mentioned a while back that health and wellness is going to help with retention. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that as we move out of the great obstacle known as the pandemic and all the other challenges that came with it, we're going into this transition phase. And this is when people tend to fall apart. They've, they've stayed together through the chaos yeah. and human nature is fall apart afterward. And so Part of what I'm hearing here is that the prescription for retaining great people is putting their health and welfare as a priority, right? We talk about team morale, we talk about well-being, but having an actual program in place can actually be extremely cost-effective, not just by making them healthy, but you're going to actually help retain people as well. Yeah, absolutely. Give them a reason to stay. Yeah. Give them a reason to connect, um, to want to continue to be part of your company, you know, they need a reason to, to stay there as opposed to go, okay, that was enough of that. I'm gone. No, I don't want to miss out on what I'm getting here. This wellness program has made a difference. It's, it's hell. It's my glue as far as my sanity, yeah. as far as making my choices on my well-being. So let me, let me ask you this. And if, if, if we have somebody listening that owns a business, runs a business, they're a leader in business, and we've probably sparked their interest in two areas. One, stop eating ding-dongs. Two, <laughs> <laughs> two, they want to take a closer look at a health and wellness program. Um, I'm assuming that there's probably a few different things that you do, maybe more than a few, but like for me as a leadership coach or a sales coach, I can go in and I can give an inspiring message and then leave. I, I could do a mm-hmm. keynote speech and, and there's no other programs attached. I can also implement leadership development programs or strategic planning programs or sales programs. I'm assuming you could do the same thing, right? You can go in and do a kind of a keynote or an overview on, on health and wellness. But if they wanted to bring you in for more than some inspiration mm-hmm. and it was more or less how to implement 
a health and wellness program in their organization, what does something like that look like? For people who don't know how to define a health and wellness program, what is it that you provide on that deeper level? Right. Yeah. And, and I love what you said there. I do do the keynotes. Those are, yeah. you know, I hate to say one and done, but they are. You come in, they you are here and you yeah. leave. Um, and, and that's where I identify the experts in the room. So they have each other to talk to once I'm gone to hopefully continue that conversation sure. and maybe get call me back. But uh, a deeper dive would be the 12-week program, which is, um, and again, it's always renewable, but yeah. it's once a week, same day, same time, every week for a half yeah. hour. And we build on wellness tips. I come in and we talk about uh, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual wellness, things that we can do. And if you miss one, you're not out anything, but we build on the little tips that you can do. And they always have a way to put them in action once I leave. So every week when I come in, they have some actionable tips that they can put into place for themselves. And then- And that, could that turn into any, any of those team members? So let's just say the business brings you in for 12 weeks. During that 12 week program, some of those people individually could connect with you and have you as their- their one-on-one coach, correct? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, the personal coach. And that yeah. does happen. That's it's, awesome. They want more than just the blanket conversation. They yeah. want to be talked to more personally about their issue and what they like, would like help with. Then I also offer a, a retreat, a corporate retreat, where it'll be, it's a half day. And I've done that on Zoom. <laughs> no. Because okay. I'm in the office right now. But um, there, I do it outside of, the office for individuals or like if a couple people from your company wanted to attend yeah. we do that offsite someplace but i also do it in the corporate office and we walk we walk down um oh let's see clarifying setting goals diet and exercise no excuses and mindset what you think is what you become so that's just the three different areas that we touch on while we're while we're working yeah. together and there's a booklet for that to work with Right. So you got all the resources. If somebody says they listen today and go, wow, I got to get in touch with Terry. They already know you can bring something in probably on a, a fast turnaround too. It doesn't have oh, absolutely. to. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. When you're, when you're a small business, you can turn around a little bit quicker than some of the bigger companies. Yeah. And because I'm a small, um, you know, small company. When I talk to you about the opportunity to come and work with your people, your employees, I want to know what, is your biggest concern? Here's here's my here's what I do. Here's yeah. my platform. Everything is all set. But share with me something that you think um, that bothers you as an employee. What what can I do to focus? Do you have something? And for one of my companies, there again, it was kind of it's there. There's depression. So can we really hit that? Yep. So I rearranged the the outline so that you can never open with you can never open with that. You always got to build that relationship. Yeah. It's always on nutrition and trust. Yeah. And, that. and then we went to emotional and mental and that sort of thing and finished with physical. So I can change up my program to fit your needs and, and personalize it. Well, and I think too, right now with the pandemic, that word depression, um, whether they're fully experiencing it or not, those steps in that direction have been set a year ago. Right. And so it's it's not just that people have been struggling in business with the pandemic, but many people can't see their friends or family members. Um, you, you know, maybe they've had somebody laid off because of the pandemic. Maybe they lost somebody because of the pandemic. Who, the impact of the pandemic is so much greater than just its toll in the workplace. 
it's the toll on the home front. And then those people are bringing all that into the workplace. I would say that right. if you're a business leader listening to this right now, and, and, and you really want to be more than lip service on people are our greatest asset, you have to have a health and wellness program. Absolutely. You absolutely have to have it because we're going into this transition phase and, and people have been remote working or socially distanced longer now than most military deployments. Yeah. So if that doesn't raise a red flag, <laughs> I don't know what will. That's absolutely. But, people are struggling out there. And, and the worst part, I think, too, Eric, is some people don't even know that they're struggling. They're having personality yep. changes. They're having relationship right. changes. They don't see the forest for the trees. So sometimes um, just as an employer, if you can help just raise some issues where they can start working on it on something they didn't even know was starting to break and get it put upright before it's broken, yeah. It's like everything else. Uh, if you can, if you can stay in the track you're in, it's better than when it completely falls apart. Well, and I know, you know, from a coaching standpoint, we have to be that example, right? So I know from my, from my perspective as a leadership coach, I have to speak the leadership language um, and I have to be very aware of it when I'm in the business setting or just a personal setting. I have to be aware of how I speak. Even if I'm responding to something on social media, I have to be able to answer that question. Is that what a leader would do? Is that what a leader would say? Um, I may not agree with everything on social, but I have to be very careful in the way I respond so it reflects me as a leadership coach. I know for you, authenticity is an incredibly important trait. Can you just talk a little bit more about why that's so critical for you as a coach to, to have that authenticity as a focal point? Well, yeah, it's real. I, I, for me, I, I can't see any other way. And I, I don't know how people can be um, successful, motivated, their true self, if they're not authentic. It's too much work to be anything less than that. Takes a lot of effort to be fake, well, I think. Uh, you know, and as a health and wellness coach, um, I, I do put effort into my own health and wellness. I yeah. get my eyes checked. I get my tea checked. I try to eat most of the right things. I get my water in. I run almost every day. I need, I feel like I need to, um, I need to be the walking billboard of what I am saying. Sure. People need to believe me when I talk about how important it is. So you need to, you need to set the example that this, this is obtainable for everyone. And here's how we get started to get that. Was I always a runner? No. Did I have my, uh, Eric driving food? Yes, my family's out of state. So I always had that that naughty stuff in the car. And, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, ha you have to figure that stuff out and turn it around, but we're real people. But it is it is funny when people ask us over for dinner or to bring something. Else. Well, you bring the vegetables. I know you know <laughs> what we should have or yeah. What are you going right. to order? What are you going to have? And, you know, what are you eating? And what do you, you know, so there is that constant um, well, Terry's here, so I can't have the cake, you know, or something. So don't eat that around her. Yeah, I know what, what, you know, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy to be a good influence, but I'm certainly not going to um, That's right. judge you because you had. Well, you know, it's interesting because when, when I go to the gym and I see somebody being coached, you, you tend to look at that coach as an example. And when the coach is not an example, sometimes I, I was like, all right, well, the guy's wearing the shirt saying he's the coach, but the person he's coaching is in better shape. 
I said, I think it sends a very, very weird message. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that that authenticity side of things mm-hmm. is so critical from a coaching perspective. They have to know you believe in it if you're trying to get them to believe that's in right. it. Okay. How, how critical is it to start setting goals right out of the gates in order to get your health and wellness on track? Day one. But Eric, that said, they're little goals. I want you to visualize where you want to be because I, I believe that if you don't if you don't have a vision of, of what you want, it's hard, it's hard to get there. It's that's right. If you don't know where you're going, it's hard to get on the road. But after we figure out what do you want to be, how do you want to feel? When you look back, how do you want to identify yourself? You know, give me three words that you well, it always starts with what three words when you think about yourself do you say what three words do you Mm. think other people your friends say about you and what three words do you want everybody to think about you that's powerful how do you identify when 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 i say eric who are you who tell me three things about who you are you know and i want to get you to those those last three words yeah not just like right now what you think or what your friends think but what do you want people to how do you want to be what do you want people to think and how can we make that true well, we start with the vision, but then we go one small step at a time. And if that's one push-up, until we can get you yeah. further down the road, if that's drinking one glass of water because you drink no water, that's a that's a huge win. That's Absolutely. a huge win. Absolutely. You, you know, I love what you're saying because it it ties in with something I feel strongly about. I I, I feel that we are all two people in a sense, and, I, and let me explain this though. Um, the, the first person is who we currently are. And then we have a vision of who we want to become. And it's up to us to take those steps. So those, those two people finally meet. And I love the idea of, of having your clients share who they want to become. I don't think we do enough of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that on that, on that pathway to greatness, sometimes those little steps of having enough water, doing that one push up. Those little wins are so huge. And I think in the world of health and fitness or health and wellness, you sometimes see these people that most, most of us feel, I'll never look like that. And it can almost be discouraging. Yeah, yeah. And, and granted, some of them probably even Photoshop themselves a little bit, but <laughs> it, it can almost be discouraging to see somebody that's like a Greek god or a Greek goddess and go, well, I... I don't know if I could ever get there. What you're sharing with people is take these little steps of success, these little steps of greatness, these little wins will add up. That's right. And you, and you are great. You are great in your own, in your world. You are great. And you are your superstar and you are your champion. And that's where I help walk you along until you can see that and understand that you're unique and different to everybody else. And, you know, if, you know, I have a client I'm working with and um, her thing was back in her youth, hard body, you know, you yeah. made it, she did it, on and on, car accident, can't do any of that anymore, hasn't done anything for years. Helping her set a new vision of who she is. Yeah. Helping her, you know, we got to let go of that because we're not getting that back. We've got issues that have changed that. That's and by right. the way, you know, we're 25 years older. Right. <laughs> so, we got to let go of some of that and, yeah. and get our new vision and it has to be reality. And then we need to walk towards that. And once you get there and you start seeing these little wins, 
you start realizing, oh, this is great. This it's all about appreciating where we are. But if we never stop to smell the roses, when we get to these little wins, we're always going to want to be. What I love is that you tap into, and I feel that this is what makes a great coach. You have to tap into your own experiences. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did a presentation at a university one time and a, and a young gal, very ambitious gal, driven, all 21 years old of her, came up afterward and said to me, she goes, I want to do what you do. And I said, well, what did I do that you want to do? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know. And she goes, I want to coach businesses. And I said, that is an awesome goal. I said, being a business coach is great. And I said, what would you coach them on? She said, um, she goes, that's a great question. <laughs> she goes, do you have any advice for me? And I said, I do. I said, I think you deserve to go get as much experience as you can, have those successes, and then go teach people. Mm -hmm. And and she said, and I said, look for a business that'll hire you that'll let you get your hands dirty in every aspect of the business. And so that experience is important. And you're teaching people to how to have great, you're teaching people how to have a greater life, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I know for you, you you had an incident early, early on that led to a moment of greatness where you shared a little bit about an incident with a friend who shared it with her mom. Mm-hmm. And, and that had an impact on you. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that moment of greatness? Like what led to that? What was that all about? How did it shape you? you um, I just got goosebumps, Eric. This is the first time I've shared this story with anybody. And it wasn't until I, I really was thinking about your think great. And all of a sudden, this, this is a true story and it popped up. And I do believe it changed. Um, it helped the course of my life grow in a way. And it always comes back. Like I said, we, we um, growing up, it, um, my parents were divorced and we didn't have a lot of money and we weren't really on the, the right side of the tracks, if you will. Lots yeah. of opportunities to behave badly and, um, and struggle, you know, and you do a lot on your own with who you are. But when, when you're always kind of floating, there isn't much there at any moment, you know. Right. And so I had a, one of the, one of, you know, one of a a few different incidences in my home life where things just once again, once again, and I went over to a friend's house. I was 16, 17 years old, went over to a friend's house and just, just laid it out. This is it. I'm done. I blah, 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 blah. I was so upset. And then, um, then went away. And then the next day I was talking to my friend again and her mother had overheard some of the conversation, but they talked about the conversation and what what was wrong with my life what was going on that made me so crazy about what was happening mm. and her mom told her that she shared you don't have to worry about terry she's strong she's going to break this mold she's going to she's going to change things she she is going to create her life you don't have to worry about her she's going to be fine wow. i i know it, it and at the time i thought well that was <clears throat> when i was I think that's the most important of anything's ever anybody's ever said to me at that age. Um, every all the strength I had was from within, but at any moment, you know. And I carried that with me over time, and that's why it's so true. You've got to be careful what you say to people. Never go light on compliments and support and mm. authentic. It has to be sure. authentic. People see right through that. Yeah. But, you know, you never know what somebody is going to take away from something that you said to them and it is going to change. It has a, a possibility of changing the course of their life. 
I mean, from what I'm hearing is that mom had a coaching moment with you, right? Yeah. An indirect coaching moment where the words that she said had a significant impact on your life when you were 16. You've carried it with you for, for many years. And, and now it's having a domino effect where you can actually be very aware of the things that you're saying to people because our words, they just, they have meaning. They pack a punch, you know? They matter. They do. Well, let me, let me, let me ask you this question. Um, you've covered a lot of ground on, on, on the mental side, our emotions, our physical well-being, at a time when I think we need it now more than ever. Um, I think the health and wellness side for a business, they really need to consider how critical it is for retaining their greatest asset. If, if you had some key lessons to give to somebody listening that says, you know what, I just want to take my life in a new direction. I want to achieve some greatness. What are some tips you could give to somebody listening right now? Some maybe action steps they could take. Write it down. Write down those goals. Write down your goals. Write down what you want. Then, then explore it and get more detailed into it. Clarify the goal. Don't, you know, I, you know, I want to lose 15 pounds or I want to get a promotion or I want to move to Florida or whatever, you know, that's not enough that that can be a goal, but you need right. to clarify it to your why and your who, you know, why do you want to do this? Because if you don't have a reason for it, you're not, you're, you're really, it's just floating out there. It's just a, a dream, if you will. It's not a plan. Right. It's a dream. So write it down, clarify it so that you can actually follow it. Um, and make them smart, make them obtain smart. Everybody, I think most people know what smart goals are specific, measurable, accountable, realistic, and, um, time, time sensitive, figure out how you're going to do that and start making those first steps and then have that coach help you because a coach is going to help you define your goals better than what you can do on yourself by yourself because sure. you're doing it. So let's say somebody writes it down. They have a coach they can share it with. How important is sharing your goals in this whole process? Being able to talk about it and sharing it with other people. That's second most important. First is writing it down. Second mm. is saying it out loud. Those are the steps yeah. to making those changes. And these can be very personal goals, right? Losing weight or getting a new mindset, creating a greater life. Almost, we have to have the courage to announce the goals. Yes. Because, and the reason I say courage is if you announce that you need to lose weight, right that may seem like you're not living the life you want to, which we're not, but it can also make us feel weak, but announcing them can make us feel strong. Right, right. And it helps with the accountability. And you know yeah. what people want it, your people want to help you. So when you let them know what your goals are, they want most people, and if that's right, most people want to help, help you um, realize your goals. And the other thing to keep in mind when, when we're going through these transitions, and yeah. we're talking about some of this stuff, you are most like, five people you spend most of your time with. So that's something else that we talk about too during our coaching. Who are the five people you spend most of your time with? What do you think about those people? Are they people, do you want to be like them? Mm. Are they people, when you think about them, is that the first person you'd hire? Is that the first person you trust with a secret? Is that the, you know, um, are they your example? Are they, you know, are they living how you want it, how you see your life That's or are they right. enabling you and your bad behavior? That's why I found it's probably good not to hire a friend as your coach because friends tend to accept 
our behaviors, right? They, they almost justify it for us. Well, I understand why you're eating like that. I understand why you feel like that. They almost make it acceptable mm-hmm. with good intentions. Mm-hmm. But that's where we come in as coaches, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm not that I'm not that good a friend, Eric. That's right. No, <laughs> I, I, hey. see, I see those things that are holding you back. And I'm going to say, how are we going to change that? Okay, you said we said the commitment was, where are you? I, yeah. I am. I'm not very good at letting people fall back. That begins with that opening conversation. I'm 100% in. Are you 100% in? Because we are going to do some tough stuff here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not interested in being paid to just give you a half That's hour right. every week of my life. I've, 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 I've often told clients, there's other coaches that will just take your money. Right. I'm going to yeah. work for it. And I'm going to put your goals as my goals. And that's what I love here. And I mean, right now, there's, there's, a, there's a, the time at hand for us to get our health and wellness back in check. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we need coaching. We need people to help hold us accountable someone we can share those goals with. Um, Terry, let me ask you this. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, somebody's listening to this right now saying, we need health and wellness in our organization, or I need it personally, or I know somebody who needs it. How can they, how can they reach out and find you? Well, the quickest, easiest way um, is you can Google beginning today, lifestyle wellness, beginning today, lifestyle wellness. Awesome. And I'll pop up everywhere. You can even Google my name, Terry Matson. If you can't remember beginning today, lifestyle wellness, and if you can't remember Terry Matson, somewhere in between, but I, I am you, I am, I will pop up on Google. So go to my website. And on my website, Eric, beginning today, lifestyle wellness, beginning-today.com. The dash is important. Beginning-today.com. And you will see um, testimonials, you will see all my programs and prices. I am extremely um, transparent because I, I, I think people need to know that. And that's going to yeah. help make a decision. And, you know, we'll also post your contact information on the podcast too. So the link to the podcast, they'll be able to find out your websites, how to best reach you. I think people need to reach out to you. I, I, I really feel they at least need to find out what the program can do for their organization and for their greatest asset, their people. Right. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I hope people will reach out to me because I, I just, I believe in, I believe in people and I, I know people need to be together and they need to feel valued and important. And that's what the programs bring to the club. I think one thing that came out shining was authenticity today (laughs) and a lot of other things, a lot of, you you know, a lot of questions we need to ask ourselves, but Terry, I just wanted to say thanks so much for your willingness to be on the show. Thank you for sharing, you know, some of your secrets on greatness. I really appreciate it. And I know you made an impact on a lot of people. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Eric. And anytime I can be in the company of you is just fantastic. And um, I I appreciate your time. I think the world of you and I love your programs and what you have to offer and how you motivate and get people to step up and be a level better than what they thought they were. So well, I, I appreciate that. You just got me motivated. Now I feel like I can go out and conquer the world already. Ooh, I need oh, to start yeah. my day off more with Terry Matson, right? Absolutely right. Absolutely. Thanks awesome. Well, thanks time. again.